not pay I needed someone to wash my sins away and now I sing a brand new song amazing grace all day Calvary, oh, he cleansed my soul and set me free. Well, I'm glad that Jesus did all my sins erase. Are you glad of that? I now can't sing a brand new song with me. on our own. Man, it took someone to pay it for us. I'm so thankful of that this morning. Amen. It's good to see each and every one in the house of God today. Man, I trust that you came prepared. Man, that your hearts are thirsty for more of the word. Amen. Let's give him some praise this morning. This song's been on my heart. Every praise is to our God. Amen. You going to sing it with me? Hallelujah. Now every praise is to our God. Every word of worship Every praise, every praise, oh, it's to our God. 
hallelujah to our God, our God, God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer, yes, he is, yes, he is, and every praise is to our God. Every word of worship, one accord, every praise, every praise, you know it's to our God. Sing hallelujah to our God, glory hallelujah, oh every praise, every praise, you know it's to our God. God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer, yes, He is, yes, He is, God, my Savior, God, my healer, oh, God, my deliverer, yes, He is. Yes, He is, and every praise, every word of worship, oh, every praise, every praise, you know it's to our God. Sing hallelujah, church. Glory, hallelujah. Oh, every praise, every praise. You know it's to our God, and God my Savior, God my healer, God my deliverer, yes He is, yes He is, and God Every praise, every word of worship, hallelujah, every praise, every praise, you know it's to our God, sing hallelujah, glory hallelujah, oh every praise, every praise, you know it's to our God, this is what I love now. God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer, yes, He is, yes, He is, God, my Savior, God, my healer, and God, my deliverer. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. Hallelujah. Give Him some praise. Hallelujah. I'm thankful He's a healer. Hallelujah. I'm thankful He's a deliverer. Glory. Amen. Why don't we sing that song? Bring it up another notch there. Key of G, I think it is. If you're in the battle. 
Well, if you're in the battle for the Lord and right, keep on the firing line. Well, if you'd win, my brother, surely you must fight. We'll keep on the firing line. And there are many dangers that we all must face. If we die of fighting, it is no disgrace. A coward in the service, he will find no place. We'll keep on firing line. Well, you must fight, be brave against all evil. But never run or even lag behind. And if you would win for God in the righteous, keep on the firing line. Listen. God will only use a soldier he can't trust. We'll keep on that firing line. Well, if you'd win, we'll keep on the firing line. And life is but to labor for the master, dear. Help to banish evil and to spread good cheer. Great, you'll be rewarded for your service here. Oh, keep on the firing line. Well, you must fight, be brave against all evil. Never run or even lag behind. If you would win for God in the right, keep on the firing line. When we get to heaven, brother, you'll be glad. Keep on the firing line. How we'll praise the Savior for the call we had. Keep on the firing line. When we see the souls that we have helped to win, leading them to Jesus from the path of sin. With a shout of welcome, we will all march in. Oh, keep on the firing line. Well, you must fight, be brave against all evil. Or even lag behind. If you would win for God in the right, just keep on the firing line. Well, I can run through a troop and be over a wall, hallelujah, hallelujah, well he's my rock and my shield, he gives power to all, hallelujah, hallelujah, now I'm free from condemnation, Jesus is the rock of my salvation, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall, Hallelujah, hallelujah, well I can run through the truth and leap over a wall, hallelujah, oh hallelujah, he's my rock and my shield, he gives power to all, hallelujah, oh hallelujah, well now I'm free from condemnation. Jesus is the rock of my salvation. I can run through a truth and leap over a wall. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's sing it again. Well, I can run through a truth and leap over a wall. Hallelujah. 
Well, hallelujah, that makes me happy, friends. He gives power to all, hallelujah, hallelujah. And now I'm free from condemnation. Jesus is the rock of my salvation. I can run through a truth and leap over a wall, hallelujah, hallelujah. Give him some praise, hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow, I feel like I could jump over a wall right now. Man, you sound so good when you worship that way, hallelujah. Amen. My goodness, where do we go from here? <laughs> Let's slow it down just a little bit. I'm getting a little out of breath there. <laughs> Amen. Jesus, your name is power. Hallelujah. Just before we take our needs to the Lord. I think it's F. Give me the key of F there. Jesus. All right. Only you, Lord. Let's sing only you. Only you, Lord, only you, well, only you, Lord, only you, and you softly and just have a few prayer requests here that we want to be mindful of amen i would like to ask brother mark sylvester uh, if he would be prepared amen to take these to the lord for us if you would like for you to remember our pastor and his wife in prayer Uh, brother barry is not feeling well he's very sick if you would keep him in prayer he really needs a touch from the lord amen we also want to remember sister becky in prayer as well she is also not feeling well if you would, a uh, special prayer request for my wife, for her aunt, uh, her aunt Minnie. Uh, she had surgery a couple months ago, and 
she still cannot see out of her eye. She had eye surgery. And if you would remember her in prayer, we would be grateful to you. Amen. Keep Brother Joseph and Sister Frida in your prayers. And we also want to continue to remember Brother Troy and Sister Connie. We love them. I see them there in the back. Keep them in your prayers. Brother Richard and Sister Mary. We want to remember them in prayer. And if you'll keep Brother Joe Paschal in your prayers, certainly continue to pray for Brother Johnny. Bless your brother. We're going to continue to pray for you as well. Amen. Brother Mark, if you make your way at this time, do you have unspoken prayer requests? Amen. My uplifted hands. God sees your need, and we're going to pray with you. Amen. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we thank you again for this privilege, Lord, to be in your house again. It was David that said, Lord, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go into the house of the Lord. And that reflect, Lord, our feeling this morning. Lord, as we come into your house where we sing these songs of praises, Lord, from our hearts. Give you glory and praise, Lord, because you're worthy of it, because it's due you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings upon our lives, Lord. The the spiritual blessings mostly, Father, that where you've opened our eyes, you've called us, you chose us, Lord walk this great way, Lord, to walk in this great light, Lord, that you've shunned through this this age, Father. Our hearts, Lord, could, Lord, express all day, Lord, how we feel, but it could never touch, Lord, the reality of it, Father. But I'm glad you know our hearts, Lord, and how thankful we are that you've done this for us, Father. And Lord, we come, Lord, believing that your word is true and what you say, Lord, and that's exactly how it is, Father. And you said to come and ask anything in your name, Father, that you will do it. I mean, Lord, we have our brethren, Lord, that's many that are hurting, Lord, that are sick, those that are facing surgery. We pray, Lord, that, Lord, you'll touch them, Lord, and the Smiths and the, the different ones, Sister Chanel's request, Lord, and Bert and Sister Connie and Brother Joe Pascal and the many ones, Lord, that was mentioned, we pray, Lord, that you will help them, Lord, touch them and heal them, Lord, we pray. We thank you, Lord, for your word that will be coming forth this, mor- this morning, Father. We pray, Lord, that you will show us where we are, error, Lord, and that in your mercy that you will cor- correct us, Father. We ask not for your judgment, Lord, but your mercies. And we pray, Lord, and we give thee glory and praise for everything that's done and said. May you receive glory, Lord, and open our eyes and reveal your word to us that we may see, Lord, what you would have us do. We pray and thank you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Mark. You can have your seats. And don't have any specials at this time. Amen. Certainly enjoyed the specials uh, that were sung uh, last Wednesday. And uh, it was just a great blessing to see all the young people and giving God glory and using their talents for the Lord. Amen. They could be using them for other things, and Satan could be in control of their life, but they are letting God, amen, have the glory for that talent that he placed in their life. And I was very blessed by all of that. Amen. Let's sing a couple songs before we have our minister come out. I have a maker. I have a maker. For my heart 
time began My life was in His hand He knows my name
I could stop and count successes like diamonds in my hand. But those trophies could not equal to the grace by which I stand in Christ alone. I place my trust. Christ alone, in Christ alone do I glory, for only by His grace I am redeemed, for only His tender mercy could reach beyond my weakness to And now I seek no greater honor than just to know Him more and to count my gains but losses to the glory of my Lord. In Christ alone, could you stand and sing it? I place my trust and find my glory in the power of the cross. Oh, in every victory, let it be said of me, my source of strength, oh, my source of hope. Is Christ alone? I place my trust. Oh, and find my glory in the power of the cross. In every victory, let it be said of me. Oh, my source of strength. My source of hope is Christ alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd like to ask our deacons if they would come forward. Amen. We'll take our morning offering just before we have our guest minister, Brother Marcus Beckham, Becker from uh, Germany. Man, we're looking forward to hear what he has to bring to us. Amen. Brother Tom, if you would lead us in prayer, sir. Amen. Let's sing this little song. I sing praises to your name. I sing praises to your name. Oh, Lord. Great. 
sing praises to your name. Oh Lord, praises to your name. Oh Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. Once again, now as the minister comes. I sing praises to your name. Oh, praises to your name. Oh, Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be need on your heart you can raise your hands to God that God may even use a German to speak something that is helpful for you amen Heavenly Father we thank you so much for this wonderful atmosphere for the songs for the people that came together Father may you bless our most noble pastor may you bless his wife in a wonderful way Father may you bless the church back home Father may you bless Israel because those who bless Israel they are blessed already Father And Lord, may you anoint the minister, me, myself, and anoint the hearts that we can say we just heard something from our Heavenly Father. And so we thank you so much for, for the time that we live in. It's a golden age, Father. It's a special time like never before, like the dream came to Junior, the vision to Junior Jackson. Light never, never, ever since the foundation of the world shone shined upon that portion that pyramid that inside part it's revealed to us because it takes us home father so we thank you father in the name of the lord jesus christ amen god bless you and while we're standing let's open the word of the lord and thank you very much brother barry who certainly will be streaming in right now for the privilege to be here i was invited for a minister's meeting last week and so in order to redeem the time, I made myself available, and thank you very much. It's a great honor for me to be here, um, and uh, greetings from back home, from Germany, from our pastor, Brother Rodewald, and um, from the brothers that I met, Kenny Caps and different ones, Brother, Brother Huge, Brother Jason, and, and, and a lot of people just sent their greetings to you. And let's open the word of the Lord in the book of St. John. St. John, chapter 19, verse 1. St. John, Gospel 19, verse 1. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers splattered a crown and thorns and put it on his head. And they put him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their words. Oh, wow. And may we open in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. 
Ephesians in the New Testament, chapter 2, verse 19. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in which you also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. We may be seated. Now again, I greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and um, I'm happy for the privilege of standing here and um, hearing about, about this morning that our pastor is not feeling well and uh, wishing the very, very best from this um, place on and um, from this pulpit. And uh, those who don't know me, my name is Marcus Becker. I come from Germany, and I've preached two, tw- twice already here, and I trust that you that you uh, that that um, that that you heard about it already, and uh, definitely so. I mean that that's to be here is a great honor, and uh, brother brother Barry has a, a most noble reputation in what we call the message world. I would say worldwide, and I don't say this by words of flatteries. I don't need it. He doesn't need it. You don't need it. But sometimes uh, we I, I, I'm I'm aware of the pulpit that I'm standing right now. So we really wish him. Uh, the very best for his ministry, for his, um, for his approach to many, many things. I always say Brother, Brother Barry is the one who re- reminded me the most to Brother um, Bonnie Jenkins, his approach, his way of, and I'm surely getting benefit of being just around a little bit and having some questions, how do you deal with that, and it's a lot of wisdom in the man. And uh, God bless his noble heart, and, uh, and there's something that is connecting us too, and that is Israel. And, and somehow, it's like Brother Erickson said one time, those who love Israel, there's something that, that binds them together. Something is, can you explain? We're not fans of nothing, but I mean, if, I always say this, if, if, if Jesus is the king of the Jews, then the bride is the queen of the Jews. <laughs> If Jesus is the king of the Jews, then the bride is the, king, the queen of the Jews. There's it's, it's, it's no way around. And we, we, are, we, are, we are really spoiled through, through, through the Germans, especially through Martin Luther and his approach to the Jews. And, uh, uh, but it was, not, it was not revealed to him. That was the problem. It was a most noble man, uh, a messenger. But uh, we, we kept that. Uh, little reservations to the Jews and the Jewish tradition and and uh, uh, these things, but we shouldn't do this. This is a this is a love letter, you know. Jews is really typing. There's even a quote that Brother Bremen said: "We are entering." Uh, uh, paraphrasing it, we are entering to the millennium of the Jews. There's something right, right in it. So, um, quote Brother Brenham, He said, "If if you you honor a Jew, and God will honor you." I mean. And uh, definitely so. So we don't make a big doctrine out of it or a special movement or whatever. But, I mean, there's something in, in us to see the people of God through all the ages. And, um, and we will deal with it this morning. If you bless this church, you, you, you just deal with them the same way. And I just uh, feel to be myself and just give me just a couple of minutes. You know, as a ministering, ministering preacher, uh, you, are, you are preaching a little bit more intense as you do at home. So as I always said, please keep in mind, if, if you have a preaching, a sermon of 90 minutes, 
A minister, no minister in 90 minutes can be in the balance in all aspects. It's not, it's not possible. Definitely not. Okay? You cannot cover all aspects. You know, you cannot. But you can just give a, 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 a highlight, just to give a vision. Just look, look in this, in this, into this direction. So there is no claim to be uh, perfect or no claim to be balanced in all things. But uh, pay attention of really seeing both sides of every picture. And um, look, and I would love to entitle the message for this morning, She is His Revelation. And um, as I always like to show these things by a little bit of some pictures and by a story, I would, I would love to start with the message that Brother Brandon brought about the masterpiece. And we find out how we will become the masterpiece And the masterpiece will be God's own life. It will be character. The masterpiece, according to the message of the hour, is different than we thought it in denominational times. It's different. It's different. And and here we have uh, the first picture. And Brother Branham, he, he, he takes it. That is the statue of Moses. And now, Moses... That is, oh no, that is Michelangelo making the statue of Moses. And you have to understand one thing, and you have to understand your life. Moses never built that statue. That statue was in that rock of marble stone. It was there, but, but it was already there in that big block of marble stone. And, and Michelangelo saw already Moses in that block. Nobody else saw it. And you must understand that God sees something in you that you don't see yourself. Something, something, something that doesn't come from, from mama and, and papa. Paul, David said in the Psalms, he said he even placed eternity into our hearts. Eternity means there is only one who is eternal, that's God. Amen. And that means God placed part of himself right into us, into our hearts. So, so, so the only thing that Michelangelo had to do, he had to remove all the pieces of stones that did not belong to the statue. I think he said himself, he said, I saw that little angel and I had to de- deliberate. I had to make free, free that little angel which was in that stone. And And you find out that life is there. God is not interested for us to enter blessed into the tribulation. God wants to take his family home. And he will mold our character. And no matter what comes our way, God is not feeling sorry for us. God is molding us. God is not interested for us to enter blessed in a picnic form into a tribulation. God wants to take us home and he wants to mold character so that we are fitting into that place, into the image that he had from us before the foundation of the world. So when that statue was ready, according to what Brother Ram said, Moses took the hammer and he says, speak. And Brother Bram said, there was a part of that statue hooed out of that knee. And Brother Ram said, 
He said the real masterpiece was not the statue. The real masterpiece was that part that was hewed out because it talked of Calvary. And if you understand when, when, when that little part from that knee was hewed out of that statue, it was of the same substance as the statue. It was the same. As I always said, if you, if, if, you take, if you have the Atlantic Ocean and you take a spoonful, what do you have? You have Atlantic Ocean in it. You don't have the Atlantic Ocean, but you have Atlantic Ocean substance in it. Substance is the same. Amen. And, and Brother Bram refers that story to Calvary. And, 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 and Jesus Christ, I mean, if you see the, the generation book, that people wrote around Brother Branham. You could see that in a doctrinal way, not everything was balanced out. <laughs> Let me say it in, that, in a nice word. Some of their conclusions is not definitely my conclusions about. But you could see how these people loved William Branham. How they were impressed about the man, the character. The man, the person he was. And, and I always say this, if, if the man William Branham was such a wonderful man, what about our Lord Jesus Christ? He must, he must have been such a, a, a wonderful character. And I'm sure if I would be living in his time, I would be one of his disciples and you would be the same way. And I believe there was, there, there was not a preacher who could match with him. And there was nobody who had more gifts than the Lord Jesus Christ. And there was nobody who had depth and wisdom and grace like our Lord Jesus Christ. There was no one. There was no one who was more blessed like him. No one who was more attracting like him. But Brother Bram said that wasn't the masterpiece. The masterpiece is when he went on Calvary. And was smashed and was bruised and was wounded. That made him to be a masterpiece. He wasn't a masterpiece when he came down on Mount of Olives and, and, and entered into the temple and had great speeches. That was tremendous. That was Emmanuel, God in the man. But when he was bruised and smitten and wounded, then he became a masterpiece. And Isaiah said... Uh, there was no beauty to behold. And we even turned our heads. And I honestly, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not always as spiritual as it seems to be. But I thought that Jesus was an ugly man. That, is what I, that was my perception. He was an ugly man. But if you see Hoffman's head of Christ, he was a nice man. He was a handsome man. He was a good looking man. If you see Hoffman's head of Christ, he has a nice figure, he has a nice face. He is very fine. But Brother Branham explained in the masterpiece, he said, when he was scorched, he was in a condition bleeding all over. That was the place when we turned our heads from him. And there was no beauty found anymore. And we would say, his ministry is over, and, and, and God has forsaken him, and, 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 and he went too far, and, and we feel sorry for the man. It was so pitiful and God at the same time said in heaven, that is my masterpiece. 
So if, if this was the male masterpiece, what about the bride? Do you think that a bridal masterpiece is that everybody taps on your shoulder, you become the man of the hour, and everything goes smooth, and everything goes fine, you said, here, uh, 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 the rapture comes, and, and the, the bridal, the female masterpiece will be character. It will be different than we thought. If God blesses you, you get a Cadillac. If God blesses you, you have this. If you're that, if God blesses you, you get character. That was the thing that, that even Brother Branham, he, had, he was still growing. Brother Branham was growing into his position. So God allows you to grow. Because Brother Branham, he, he, he went by Oral Roberts University and, 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 and he started crying somehow. And he says, Aura Roberts has 200 secretaries and I have just one typewriter. And he heard that voice. He said, God could not trust your money. Brother, brother, there was no messenger. We had seven messengers, but two were special. One was building the foundation. That was Paul. He was the only one who was part of the Bible. All the rest were just reformers. But the seventh angel was a special angel because he was bringing the capstone. He was capping that thing. Amen. He could preach things that Paul, if he knew, I couldn't say, but he never mentioned. Amen. So we see that, that Brother Branham, he was the messenger with the third pull. He was the only messenger that we ever had who would go into a room and said, I now take every spirit under my control for the glory and the honor. Nobody did it before. Nobody did it later. But he listens to a voice. He says, God could not trust you money. And he believes it. He starts crying. Then God had to speak to him. That is the reason we come to church, not to preach about politics and Trump and Biden, whatever. That's earthly things. Have you ever seen that Jesus demonstrated? Oh, these Romans, we have to kick them out, and, 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 and here is the social... But he wasn't interested in those things. He said, we come from another country, we are just pilgrims here. Don't get, never radicalize yourself. No, do not be wise, because let it come like it is and deal with it. But, but then God had to take him into a higher sphere, sphere and he says, what? look up! I am your portion. Blessing is not money. Blessing is not people. Blessing is not not. Blessing is him. It's different. So, so, so let's make up our mind and to see what God did in our generation to, to bring us to that point. Now, let us make a difference. And let us, let us now show a changing of dispensation that many people in the message are not aware of. Because Brother Bram did not really expound it too much. But the Bible is still the Bible. Brother Bram, <laughs> Brother Bram said the Bible is the book of the year. And he said the Bible is the book of every year. <laughs> so let's go into the first church age. And to see... How we have a, in the Old Testament, Brother Bram said we have a masterpiece. He said we have a, a little, how do you call it, a, a little a podium, our little foundation. And these are the four patriarchs. And he says, and then he built it up in the Old Testament. 
quotes Brother Branham, there are seven church ages in the New Testament and seven church ages in the Old Testament. I try to find out, but I will not guess too much. Then it will be pure speculation. We're not preaching speculation. Let's say what the prophet said. Okay? I mean, there's a quote that Brother Branham said, Keep, you have to protect the message. I always say, if I give my own thought, I say, now this is Marcus, so that the church understands this is not Marcus. We can reject, we can accept, we can feel sorry for the man, but it's not what the prophet said in a quote. Okay? But we have to be honest with people. So what happened is this. So he builds up that body in the Old Testament, and Brother Bram says, that comes in the Old Testament. The finishing up of the Old Testament. He said, I mean, the head comes upon that statue. And we will find out he does exactly the same in the New Testament because the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And he's building up seven church ages. And at the end of the seven church ages, the head sets himself upon the body. Same in the Old Testament, same in the New Testament. Now here is the first church. And we see that we have the Jewish people and are what we call the people who go into the synagogues. Now, in order to be Jew, you must be born to be a Jew. Your mother must be Jewish. Jewish Judaism is not an evan, a, a religion with evangelizations. They don't do that. But you can become a Jew if you want. One of the uh, most famous Jews in America was Marilyn Monroe. She became a Jew because she married Arthur Miller, who was a Jew. So she became a, you can become a, a Jew. Then you are called a proselyte. Proselytes are people, they came to Judaism because they liked the religion. Because Jewish religion always was a moral Religion, a religion of moral, of high moral standard. Many, many people liked it in the, in the, in the ancient Rome. Hmm? And we have a third group of people, and they are all identified in the book of Acts, but I have to find my subject. They are called the God-fearing people. That means they went into the synagogues, but they didn't become Jewish, but they were sympathizing with Judaism. They were not proselytes because they were not, they were not uh, circumcised, but they, they were sympathizing with it. They lived according to the seven laws of, it's wrong, Moses, left seven laws of Noah. Okay? If you go in, in, in Genesis and if you see uh, Jewish tradition, there is some laws that work together for Jews and non-Jews. For example, high moral, a standard of morality and um, eating, for example, no eating blood and all these things. So you were allowed to be in a synagogue without being a Jew, if you were a God-fearing person. Hmm? Later, that was the group that Paul addressed himself, because he knew once them they like already Jewish religion, but they don't want to become Jews. That, therefore, he went back into the synagogues, because that was his target group to get them. And then we have, in the first church age, in the first church, we have the church in Jerusalem and Judea, Judea under Peter and James. James was the pastor. 
history sometimes say he was the brother of the Lord, but there were different James. I couldn't say for sure. These people were converted Jews following the Torah. And we have already some, including some false brothers. And we have the church in Antioch under Barnabas and Paul. And keep in mind that at that stage, the Bible mostly said Barnabas and Paul. Not Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas and Paul. Because Barnabas was the man of the hour for them. They were converted Gentiles who did not know the Torah. And later, they were converted Jews. So the situation became very, very clear. Very, very, very obvious. Hmm? We have now a new movement which was considered to be Jews, Jewish. Okay? And we have Calvary and we have the day of Pentecost. So, and if we see this in a little timeline, you say, Brother Mark, that is very theoretical, but you will see directly where, where I'm entering. Here we go. Because the day of Pentecost was 33 after Christ. Some of the, uh, some of the uh, people say 30 after Christ. But mostly Brother Bram said 33 after Christ. Then we have the conversion of Saul. And then we have in Acts chapter 10, maybe around a couple of years after the day of Pentecost, that Peter went into the house of Cornelius. And he said this, and please you put now on your spiritual jacket. And he said, and he said unto them, you know how that it is unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation, but God has showed me. Now here's this, now you put on your spiritual jacket about the masterpiece, Peter received the Holy Ghost on the upper room, but he went into the house of Cornelius and identified himself to be a Jew. The day of Pentecost was not special for the Jews because they knew that it would come. I would pour out my spirit. That's what they're living, uh, reading the Torah. In fact, if you go to Israel today, they believe that the Jewish tradition is still right. The third temple will come. And it will be a prayer house for all nations. Hmm? They will not all become Jews, but they will be blessed by the chosen people, which are the Jews. They, the Jews until today never saw the changing of time, the changing of dispensation, and the first church did not see it neither. They called themselves, they were still Jews, later they called themselves Christians. So Paul had to, the, uh, Peter had to explain himself to the brothers how he as a Jew, they didn't say, look, the day of Pentecost, we are Christians, uh, we don't have nothing to do with the Torah. Uh, they were still considered to be Jews. At the end, you remember, at the end of the life of, of Paul, he says, they said this, that's a, that's a pastor speaking to, uh, to Peter, to Paul. He said, And they informed of this that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses. 
saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the customs. What is there for the multitude must need come together, for they will hear that thou art come. Though therefore this is what we say to thee, we have four men which have a vow unto them. Take them, purify thyself with them, and be at charge with them, that they may shave their heads, and all may know that those things, wherever they, wherefore they were informed concerning thee, are nothing but that thou thyself also walkest orderly, keeping the law. So the church did never break away from Judaism. Hmm? And the the, the the tension is obvious because let, let's make a division right now in the church. Remember, if you don't know who you are, you will never come into your position. We're not just Christians, believe in Brother Brandon. No, no, you must understand what we are bright. And according to your own confession, you will continue. You must understand that this message is not a denomination. It doesn't even come from America. This message comes from the presence of God. It's for his children. Definitely so. There's something in us that matches with the message. You don't have to discuss. You don't have to debate. You don't have to argue. Somebody said, I don't believe the message. He said, but I'm part of it. Sorry for this. Amen. But you can only come into your position, Brother Manny said, if the church comes to in its position or the bride, there, there will nothing stand in her way. She goes back home. Or she goes home. Paraphrasing that quote. So it's so important that we identify ourselves in the right way. And the first church believed there were Jews having the Holy Ghost. We would call them today Messianic Jews. It's a mixture of everything. Okay? So what happens, we're now making a division in the church, okay? You are Jews coming to Christianity, okay? You are Gentiles coming to Christianity, okay? Amen. Now you believe that Jesus died for you and you are one of these 3,000 people on the day of Pentecost coming now to the church. Now for you, the Torah is the Torah, Because Jesus never abolished the Torah. Jesus never said, throw the Torah away. For you, the Torah is eternal. There are commandments of the Lord, for example, circumcision. It would be an eternal covenant. For you, Shabbat is Shabbat. Now you come now to the same local church and you don't know what Torah is. Okay? You know what Shabbat is. Shabbat is, 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 is uh, the day to, uh, it's Saturday to, to, to renew the tires. For you, it's a holy day because God said it's a holy day. Now, both go in the same church. For you say circumcision is important. For you said, what about circumcision? If I have to be circumcised, then, then, then let's go back to Judaism completely. So here was a big debate and they were in, inviting Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem, to the Jerusalem Council, which was 49 after Christ, like a 1670s, after the day of Pentecost. The church in full confusion. Okay? That was 49, and then we have the conflict, and then we have 53, the foundation of the church in Ephesus. And you put on your spiritual jacket. 
The day of Pentecost was 33 after Christ. The beginning, according to William Branham, the beginning of the Ephesus church age was 53 after Christ. That means we have 20 years in between. Can you say amen? amen? And we understand right now what Brother Branham said. In the first church age, the bride was already a fallen woman. Because you, he doesn't speak about morality. David did not fell in sin. But here we see what happens. They come together in the, in the council of Jerusalem. That is according to history around 4950 AD. And it says like this. And a certain man which came down from Judea taught the brothers and said, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. Amen. Brother, brother Paul was the only one defining or explaining these brothers. He calls them false brothers. The church in Jerusalem never, never saw what was false because they didn't know their doctrine. They didn't know who they were. Amen. But they were born again. No doubt. The day of Pentecost, Brother Bram said it was the birth of the church. Then, therefore, Paul and Barnabas had no small discussion and disputation with them. They determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain of them should go to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about the question. And the Bible says, and when there had been much disputing, verse 7, Peter rose up and said unto them, men and brethren, you know that God a while ago made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and belief. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders that God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simon has declared how God at first did visit the Gentiles to take out to them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets, and so on. Hmm? After, here you see that they had no problem with the Gentiles. And after this, I will return, will build again the tabernacle of David, which is fallen down, and will build again his ruins thereof, and will set it up. That the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, said the Lord, who does all these things, known unto God are all the works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollution of idols and from fornication and from these things strangled and from blood." There was nothing else than the laws of Noah that they had already. There was nothing new. And we said the problem was solved. The problem was not solved because they were now talking about the Gentiles who should not be circumcised, who should not keep the Sabbath, who could not. But what about the Jews? Paul was the only one who could see now the big picture. And he said, if you want to have a pastor, then it's Paul. Because some keep special days. They were the Jews. And some not. They were the Gentiles. But how can you come into the unity of faith if you don't know your own doctrine? And these were substantial things. Because, I mean, here is, here is a, a, a father 
uh, and they all join uh, the first Christian church over there in Jerusalem. Okay? They have still the keeping the commandments, Mount Sinai, all, all these things. And here's the Gentiles, and he will say, you will not marry this one. Yeah, but we are all Christians. No, if he's not honoring God, you will not marry that person. These were problems that had to be solved. Amen. They were not minor little issues. They were substantial things. Okay? So what happens is this. When they're brought in, this kind of discussion. Now Peter stood up. Peter was the one who had the key on the day of Pentecost. Okay? But here you put on now your spiritual, spiritual, spiritual jacket about that. Amen. Peter was the spokesman. But Paul was the angel. But Paul, in the first church age, was not considered to be a church age messenger. Because the first church age, the messenger system, came with John on the Isle of Patmos. Amen? You see, the whole book of Acts... And not one time the, the apostles say, here is the messenger among us. Sit down. Because Brother Bram said this, here is the plan of it. The first thing happens. There is an announcement in heavens first. What happened? A seal is opened. What is it? A mystery is unfolded. See. And when a mystery unfolds, a trumpet sound a, a, declares a war, a plague falls on the church. Age op- and a church age opened. See, what is the war part? First, first seal. The angel of the church catches the mystery of God, not fully yet revealed, but when he does, he catches this mystery of God and then he goes forth to his people, goes forth to his people. What does he do there? He begins to proclaim that message. And what does it start? A war, a spiritual war. You put on your jacket. Peter was the, he was the most prominent one. He was the one who had the keys. But Peter was not the church age messenger. He was not the angel to the church age. The angel was Paul. But Paul was not considered in the first church to be the, first, the, the church age angel. Because if they would have known who the man was, they would have sat down. Discussion is over. The angel is here. He has the mystery. Amen. He's proclaiming now the message. Paul now could divide. And therefore Paul said, Amen. God called me to be a wise master builder. Not called all of us. Therefore Paul made sure when God called me, I did not go to Jerusalem and spoke with the brothers. My mess, I was not influenced by, he did not say this. I said, in other words, he said, I know something that these brothers know nothing about because I'm the messenger. Amen. But you cannot get benefit of the message if you don't know who the messenger is. Amen. You get just coming to Babylon. So, so, so here's the first church in Jerusalem. And they make a little bit of a deal. And Paul is, is, is very clever because, because he tells later to the Galatians a little bit of a different version of what came out. 
But they said, okay, Peter will be called to be a messenger, missionary for the Jews, and you will go for the Gentiles, that's fine. But the church of Antioch was already a mixed audience. Because first the Jews, the, the, the Gentiles were there, amen, and they were eating together, amen. And later the Jews came there too from Jerusalem. It was already a mixed audience of former Jews and former Gentiles. And Paul, he knew who he was. He's now taking Peter, the man of the hour, the most prominent one. And he said, and I stood in his face. Because the word always corrects the error. Can you say amen? So, so to, make it, to make it just simple. Now the first church, the first church never fell in, uh, in immorality. But they never received their messenger. They were burned, yes. The birth of the church was at the day of Pentecost. Therefore, Brother Bram said, and it's not a, I needed some time to, to, because you have to take everything that Brother Bram said. He said the church age of Ephesus was not a deceived church age. I mean, he said it, was, it, was, it left its first, its first love. But it was already deceived before the first church age started. Because Ephesus started 53. And Brother Bram said when, when the first church age, uh, in the first church age, the, the church was already a fallen woman. Paul saw it. He said, I would like to present you as a chaste virgin. But I fear as Satan came to Eve that again. And Brother Ram said this. He said, whenever the Holy Ghost fall, fell, 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 falls, the anti-Christian spirit falls the same way. Now God in his great mind, God doesn't make mistakes. Because as Paul was not in the upper room, he came later. What does the Bible say? I'm a man born out of season. In other words, I come too late. God allowed that the first church had came in that condition and that the seed of grain had to fall in the ground because there were seven church ages to come. Because I personally believe if that church age would have received the Holy Ghost like they did, plus the message for the hour, they would have gone into the rapture. But God said, no, I have seven church ages to go. So, so as God blinded the eyes for, the, for Israel so that the Gentiles come in, God brought the messenger later. And I challenge you on that. None in the book of Acts ever identified Paul to be the messenger. Peter only said, there is many things that is hard to understand. <laughs> Blessed. As Paul was not in the upper room, William Brandon was not in Azusa Street. He brought him later. He brought him. If, because on Azusa Street, if Brother Brandon would be there, with that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there were, these people were true eagles. Never speak bad about Pentecost. But please understand we have more than they ever had. Because we have the perfect interpretation of the word with divine vindication. So as, as Paul and Brother Bram said, I'm a man like Paul. I'm a man born out of season. God allowed this because when the, on, if Brother Brandon would have been on the Azusa Street revival, they would have gone. But God knew in Hickory there are some people, some predestinated see they have to go back. Do you see the point? Can you say Amen. That's so important. So, so there is, it, the birth of the church was at Pentecost, but it, they needed more. Therefore, the preaching brings the sinner unto condemnation, but the teaching places him positionally. 
Amen. And, and, and we were, I, I, I was never in a false doctrine, but we lost a lot of good years in our life. By just thinking, the only thing what you need is the new birth, and then from that the rest is just intellectual, forget it. So we didn't even read the message anymore. Amen. Because we had that Pentecostal concept, but brother, you're growing, you grow into your position by identifying yourself, here I am in the scripture. Now God at the end take the seven church age to identify all the rest of them. Now, I'm, I'm, I, make it, I make it as a little drama that you understand what was lacking for the first church age. Now, what is your name, brother? Ellis. Is that correct? Hades. Titus. Okay. No, he's not. Titus. Now, Titus was in Sunday school. Um, and he's really somebody who's watching. And to make that thing so easy for you. So now we take the time machine and bring Titus back in the age of Martin Luther. Okay? Here is Titus in his young age. He speaks German. Okay? And here comes Martin Luther. <laughs> Titus, t- Titus sees him directly. Okay? That's the man. He said, Mr. Luther, can you tell me who the fifth angel was? Luther said, what angel? What, 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 what kind of wings did he have? What, what, what did he? he said, that was you. You understand? These people never knew who they were. But we today, we can identify all of them. Because it is the I age of the prophet. That is what missing for the first church. And when Paul came, the church was already a fallen woman. Now, I, I, I say this sentence as a provocation. It is a provocation. It is not a doctrinal sentence. It is a provocation just to nail that thought to read, when you go home, to read the book of Acts again, to read it carefully. But I say, why should I go back to Pentecost if it fell right in the beginning? That is a provocation, I know. Now, everyone needs a new birth. Everyone needs the Holy Spirit. Everybody wants to be born again. But what I want to say is this. Please don't stop there. Don't stop there. Then your journey begins. For me personally, and I hope that I'm right, but I'm sure that, 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 that the pastor would agree in that. The new birth is not the end of my journey. The new birth is the beginning of my journey. Can you say amen? So please do not live in a nostalgic age. Now... God is building up a masterpiece in his right, but you will never become a masterpiece if you don't know who you are. You just become a message believer who goes to a message church. That is not enough. You must understand from where you come. And here is another slogan. And I'm I, I, sorry I have to condense it. There's a lot of things to explain. But I took my time right now. It was my heart to explain these things. Let the Bible speak for himself. They thought they were Jewish with the Holy Spirit. And the, the Christians were first no, named in Antioch to become Christians. Their name was Christians. Hmm? But it was the beginning of the church. So, here's what Brother Bram says. He said, he speaks about the family of God. Okay. He said, so first he was God, Jehovah, and out of him, let's picture now, it's a little drama so you can get it. Let's see, coming 
out of space where there's nothing. Let's make him a little white light, like a mystic, like a halo. And that was in the Logos in the beginning. <coughs> that went out of God in the beginning. That was the Son of God that came out of the bosom of the Father. That was what was in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was God. And then out of God came the Logos, a part of God that went out of God. Now the first church ages in the second or third century, they had a big debate. Is Jesus human or is he divine? (laughs) And I will not because then I'm missing the time. Okay, Is he human because at the cross he said... Uh, my, my God, my God, why dost have thou forsaken me? So he must be human, it's just a man, a privileged man, a special man. But when he says to his disciples, but if you see me, you see the Father, so he must have been God. And Brother Brandon brought the perfect balance, 100% man and 100% God, we know this thing. And I know you are very well taught about it, even Brother Lonnie was very strong on that thing. But please see... There is a difference. Brother Bram said the first thing that came out of God was that Logos. Little white light. And then Brother Bram said the first thing that God created were the angels. And I'm puzzled about it. But there is, there's no puzzling. It's just my understanding is not right. Because that, there is a big difference between something which is created... And something which is birthed. I created many things. I built many things. Even a home. But I birthed only one daughter. If you birth something, part of yourself is in that being. Amen. Amen. Part of my DNA lives, part of my personality lives in my daughter. I birthed her. I did not create her. I did not speak her in existence. Part of me. So when God created the angel, he was just creating them. God is, I mean, to, to, to bring out a, to, to create a, a, a planet is nothing for God. He just talks and here is a solar system. But that Logos was not created. It was birthed. That was he himself in the form of a Logos, called the Son of God. And the Son looked back to the Father, and the Father looked to the Son. It's the same substance, but another office, another, another, another way. Now, out of that little white light came King Melchizedek. Out of King Melchizedek came Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus Christ. Brother Bram said, all the time, the bride was in him. As Eve was in Adam. Have you ever thought about this? When Eve came into her fleshly existence, she, had no, she didn't have a name for herself. I mean, when God called in the evening, Adam were Adal, two people came. Two people came because they had the same name. So, Quote Brother Branham, he said, we in Christ paid for our own sins at the cross of Calvary. (laughs) This message takes us so far away from denominational thoughts. Brother, in the Garden of Eden, nobody could explain to Eve where she comes from and where she goes to. 
She could ask Mr. Elephant, what are we doing in that garden? And the elephant said, look, I'm, I, I, I do not know. It's wonderful, but I don't know what, 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 what we're doing here. There was only one who could explain to Eve where she came from, and that was Adam. And no church could ever explain you where you come from, but just Christ, through a messenger, could explain where you come from and where you go through. Because your origin will be your future. Amen. So, so if the bride was in Christ, in what form ever, let me just say what the prophet says. And if that Christ was Melchizedek in the Old Testament, in other words, the bride must be in him. Somehow, I don't know how, but it is. And if that Melchizedek was that pillar of fire before, then the bride must have been in that little Logos. In what form ever. And if the Logos comes out of God, then the bride must come out of God. She's part of himself, of him. She's in what form ever. We're not going deep into it because Brother Bram, he was thoroughly against that Mormon doctrine. Okay, but we're not. Therefore, Brother Bram says, the eternal thoughts of God, let me ask you, are the thoughts of God eternal? If you can see this, you will see many things. In other words, if you don't see this, you don't see much. You just see God send a prophet and have long hair and, and, and nice dress. That's all. Come to church and pay your tithe. But if you see this, said Brother Bram, you see many things. God is unchangeable in both essence and behavior. He's omniscient. He has never had a new thought about anything because all of his thoughts he has always had and always will have and knows the end from the beginning because he is God. Thus, the thoughts of God are eternal. They are real. They are not simply like a man with a blueprint he has drawn up which one day will be translated into substance and form, but they are already real Eternal and part of God. Another, another provocation. <laughs> just, to, just to overthrow that thought. I'm not teaching about but just to understand the masterpiece of God. Quote Brother Branham, God in the beginning, he was alone with his thoughts. Have you ever read this? In other words, he wasn't alone. He was alone with his thoughts. That doesn't mean God was thinking. Amen. He was alone with us in what form ever. But somehow we were in his mind. In what form ever. I don't give any interpretation. But let's say what the Bible says. Let's say what Brother Branham said. Because I believe it's too high for our canary bird. But what I want to say this. And I remember years ago Brother Beckett made that nice explanation. And this is just a picture. He said, but God made a picture of your life at its best. We say that is when we were 20. But what if you, if you are in a, in a wheelchair at 20? Is it at your best? No, no, it's not at your best. No, no. God, before the foundation in his mind, made a picture of the family of God. And here we are. And God just takes our souls and throws them. In seven church ages, over seven continents. And God placed part of eternity deep in our heart as seed of God. And he knows one thing, my sheep will hear my voice. Brother, when we gave our heart to the Lord, we we were not thinking too much. We were faster at the altar than our mind could think about that. That was that attribute responding to the call of the Father. 
If we, we didn't make a deal with God, if you bless me and then, okay. But one thing is sure, this is just an illustration. He was just bringing his seeds for seven church ages. And God knows one thing. At the end of the seven church ages, the whole family of God is together. Nobody is missing. And here this messenger said something that nobody else could say. He said, God is not even complete anymore without you. Who could say this? This message brought us far as, 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 as we have never seen things before. That means somehow we came on this earth, but our origin, let me say in this word, our origin in the mind of God is, is, goes much far in the beginning. Quote Brother Brenham, God planned your birth. He did not know that you were just there. He, he said he pre-planned your birth. Uh, things that ought to be, quote Brother Branham, I mean, for many generations. God wanted you to be the way you are. And your grandfather, when he met those Nazis in, second, in World War II, those Nazis could never kill your grandfather because your father was still in him. And your father could not be killed in a car accident because you are still there. Amen. So when you came on earth, it was even, even let me say, a person said, my, my, my parents wanted to do abortion. God said, I'm not interested in your parents. I'm your true father. I come from a broken family. And I never had a real father. And what I had seen was just disaster. Just disaster. Today I'm master of disaster, not more. Just disaster. I saw my father beating my mother. All these things, brother. And, and, and I so, so much hated my life. And when I gave my heart to the Lord was 2021. God showed me that he was my father. My earth, I have a biological father. And that is very well respected. A biological mama. But my soul never comes from mama and from papa. It comes from God. So when we sing the song, I have a father, we sing it different. We sing it different than the denominations. Not some little grandpa who, um, I come from a family. Um, my behavior is different because on the other side, I know I have a rep- representation of the thought of God. Brother Bram said, it's your own angel. Amen. 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 Your own theophany is your personal angel, Brother Bram, in questions and answers. Twice he said this. Amen. So you, have, you, are, you are just here, the negative reflection of something waiting for you. If your earthly body will be dissolved, this earthly tabernacle, we have already a body waiting in the heaven, which is eternal. Therefore, therefore, even God placed you into a family that knows the message of the hour. You're not here by accident. Don't, don't never believe that. You say, when, when, when that woman at the well, with all her... With all her, her life that she had, in immorality, all these things, just a nothing, nothing else than a prostitute. But all her life she had a seed in her. And, and Jesus never, she never became a seed of God because Jesus came by. But Jesus had to go through Samaria. Because he was a predestinated seed. She needed to hear this message. Can you say Amen. So, so once you came on earth, your father started the, the, the rescue mission, the saving mission. He sends his angels, he sends people just to, 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 to make you to understand who you are. And Brother Bram said this, here's the boy, he comes to town, he never saw a mirror. And he comes up, 
and he, said, he makes this, and he makes this, and the person in the mirror makes the same thing. What does he say? Mama, that's me. This is what this message does with us. We find ourselves. Brother, that's what I always say. I said this, this. To find William Branham in the Bible is tremendous. It's great. But that's not enough. You must find yourself. That's my book. Amen. That's my life. That's my true genealogy. Amen. That's, therefore, amen. blessed be the name of the Lord. So God in his mind. That means. Amen. Remember, there's only one form of eternal life, 1964. Even our names, our thoughts were with God before there was a foundation of the world because now we possess eternal life and to be what we have to be, part of God. So we have to be as much as in his thoughts because we have eternal life and was predestined to this life and our names were put on the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world according to Revelation. Now that God had us in his thinking, that's how Brother Lamb said it, keep it like this. Then we have eternal life because then he spoke us and we come into existence. Hey, what does he say? He spoke us? And we came into existence. I thought it was by act between mama and daddy. That, but there was some speaking. Amen. And then coming into an existence. Amen. And a word is just a thought manifested. God had us in the beginning in his thoughts. So we come on this earth to manifest. Your whole life, Brother Marcus, how can you characterize my life? I tell you one thing, lost and found. But there is a big difference between the bride and the church because only the bride can be redeemed. If you weren't in his thought in the beginning, you cannot go back to him. But you can be saved. Therefore, there's still time to go to the, to the corners of the streets and say, Jesus loves you. Because whosoever will, let him come. Still today. But only those who were in his mind can go back to his mind. There's a big difference between salvation and redemption. Redemption means to bring us back into a formal state. Now, here we have the song of Moses. Now, first, first point for the female masterpiece is you must, what Brother Bram said, in, in, in comparison to the first church, you must recognize the day and its message. And the first church never recognized the day and its message. Though they had the Holy Ghost. Though they're born again. But never recognized the day and its message. But you must recognize the day and your message. Because this messenger is like Eliezer bringing you to Isaac. Second... You don't have to pray for predestination. It's already in the hands of the Lord. But you have to pray to arrive. You have to do your part. It's not an automatism. Amen. Amen. So here is the third part that brings you home, that stabilizes. God knows the end from the beginning. Amen. So, so what we have, we have the book of the, the Song of Moses. <laughs> and here we're back in Israel. We have the Song of Moses that God gave to him right before Moses has to go to, to, to die. And we say it's the Song of Moses, but it's the Song of God. 
Moses was just a writer. And he was telling it to the children in the song of Moses. God tells the story of the Jews for the next thousands of years. He knows it already. You must understand, a prophet sees the end from the beginning. Therefore, here is the people, and they are led into captivity. And Jeremiah said, okay, you have to go there, but I tell you one thing, in 70 years, you're back. He sees them already back, but he says, you have, it's, that captivity in Babylon is already ordained, but don't give up. Don't, don't let your heart fail. Don't give up on these things because I see you already here in 70 years you're back on track. That must have comfort these people. So, so, so he shows here the, the, the plan of God for the people of Israel. God in his foreknowledge creating a masterpiece in your life. Even the Holocaust is mentioned in it. Verse 26, you don't have to read it. I said, says the Lord, God says, I said, I would scatter them into corners. I would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. Therefore, the Jews, in all these thousands of years that they were together, they were always, everybody tried to annihilate them. Seize their remembrance. And it was not Hitler's idea. It was fulfilling what God said it would be. But at the end, last verse of the song of Moses, he says, Rejoice, you nations, until his people, for he will avenge the blood of the servants and will render vengeance to his adversaries and will be merciful unto his land and to his people. So God says, now for the next thousands of years, you will be this and you believe it. But at the end, I will be merciful to the land and to the people. For God is already finished. God has already a happy end. Therefore, Balaam was wrong in his teaching. But he was right in his prophecy, said Brother Branham. And he says this, like a lion couches. And destroys his enemy. Now the Jews were always victims. In three, four thousand years, the Jews were always victims. Since the first deportation. Always under reign. Always, always uh, uh, under captivity. Always under pogroms. But at the end time, with the new state of Israel, Israel changed from a lamb to a lion. I mean, fighting for them. And today there is no turning back. Amen. Because it fulfills the scripture, what Balaam said. He will couch like a lion. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So God in his masterpiece sees a happy end. Now, this is now pure Marcus. It's my interpretation. And I could be wrong, but if I'm wrong, the thought is still tremendous, wonderful. Because it's, I don't say it doctrinally, but to see the love of God for his bride. The love of God for a dying world. Brother, there's still time to evangelize people. There's still time. To, don't say bride age and, and, and everything is over and us for and no more. And we are the chosen frozen. Don't, don't start with that. There's still time to say Jesus is the way. 
for each and every, even your neighbor. Tell him, you have no way, you had a dead end, Jesus is your way. And you will never exhaust the love of God for Israel. You better make up your mind if you are too critical with Israel. Because God loves these people. He knows about the carnality of it. But you remember, this is now pure Marcus, okay? And we're not making a big thing, but it helped me a lot. Brother Bram said when that angel of Revelation 10 comes down, he goes directly to Israel, paraphrasing that quote. That is the reason that so much people believe Revelation 10 is not fulfilled because he never went to Israel. Amen. He said, is that so? When does it happen? According to us, 1963. What was the great next thing that happened? was the Six Days War, 1967. And the people said themselves, he said, that was not a natural war. That was God giving us back the Temple Mount. The very heart, the Haram al-Sharif. Amen. That is God comes, prepares a bride. Amen. At the same time, he brings Israel in his position. Maybe it's just a picture. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's a wonderful picture. Amen. Because, because God changed. He remembered God, remembered his own promises thousands of years ago. As time means nothing for God. Dimension means nothing for God. And even a wicked man like Balaam, he said, but Israel, I see them. They are blessed. They are, they are like a lion who couches and will destroy his enemies. When did it ever happen? In our time. Every military man said that. And remember, six days war. How can you be more biblical than this? On the seventh day, Israel rested. And was in perfection. How can you be more biblical than this? To see that wasn't Israel. That was the hand of Jehovah. And the same one who, was, who, who, led, who, led, who led Adolf Hitler to fill, fulfill his scripture. To bring them back into their country. Brother Bram said it was the tender hand of Jehovah. But once they were in their country they became lions. Because they now knew that's not our inheritance. And it's typing the church who understands that belongs to me. Can you say amen? amen. Now we had in denominations, we had a, a thought of, 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 of being humble is, you know, first you have to put off your shoes. And, and then you have to, uh, I, mean, I mean the rapture and the bride and I'm not worthy about this. And, and it seems to be so humble. But true Love is to take God by his words. Amen. That, so, so, so we think this is humble. No, I'm not worthy. And we all say, I agree. There is nothing in us worthy, but, but someone made a way. Someone made a price. Someone asked, do you accept? And there was something in us that was accepting that way. That was that predestinated seed deep in us. Can you say amen? Now here we go. That helps us the same way. And I finish soon by this. Just, just some aspects. You see, the plan, the masterpiece of God is already pre-planned. Here's Brother Branham. Standing in the gap, a man full of the Holy Ghost builds up a complex. 
want to twice with the baptism of the Holy Ghost tries to take his life. We were, we were Pentecostals before. We, we thought, now here the Holy Ghost comes and all the problems are gone. But we find out it was not so. And for many, many years, we were in one prayer line after the other because we were always at questioning our new birth. Because we thought we were looking on the flesh. But this prophet shows us the new birth is deep in your soul. And your body, your spirit is the expression of it. But you still have that old husband. We're sometimes standing in our way. Brother Bram said 1965, though he is dead, but sometimes he rises up a little bit. (laughs) 1965 in the message, uh, 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 on the wings of a snow white dove, Brother Bram said, all my life I was a neurotic. Quote, Quote Brother Branham. In other words, before his conversion he was a neurotic. With his conversion and after 30 years in the mess he was still a neurotic. Therefore, Brother Ram said, here comes a sister into the prayer line. He said, everything is wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you. Everything is wrong with you. You are just in menopause. Nothing else. She thought it's a demon. It's menopause. Nothing else. God allows, understand, we live in that body and we knows, he knows we're standing sometime in our own way. Brother, I'm, I'm dealing with people and I get them back out of the things of the world like a, like a street, street worker. A girl, a girl leaves the church, she leaves the message, and she goes in the things of the world. The first thing is she cuts her hair. The second thing is she lives immorally. Third thing is she has a baby. First thing is she will not make abortion um, because, because she believes in God. Fifth thing is she comes back to church with a baby. What can you do? You just give a hand. You give a hand. You preach against it, but if it's like this, you give a hand, brother. And then these, I, I help young people coming out of alcoholism, all these things. They're now back on track, but it's, it's, it's not a prayer line. It's a process. It's a process. It takes a lot of feeling for these people. It's a lot of feeling. Amen. So, and one of these girls, she gave me a compliment. I said, sister, you understood what's going on. It's a young girl. And, and coming from a very difficult background, all of them are, were in the insane institution and so forth. But she's serving the Lord, sometimes ups and downs. And she says, Brother Marcus, I'll tell you one thing. My psyche is not my soul. My soul is with God, but my psyche sometimes has its ups. I said, you got it. Now you remember one time when Brother Bram said, when that storm comes and here is the eagle and he's pressed against, against, against that mountain. And that's sometime in our life. And... I mean, I remember when Brother Lonnie said, uh, one of the first things that helped me as a young person, he said, sometimes we feel to be saved, and sometimes we don't feel to be saved. Amen. <laughs> but God is not interested in our feeling, but interested in his words. Yeah. And, and so, so here is that eagle is pressed, but when that storm goes a little bit away, he says, the eagle comes back. Amen. And Brother Ram said, I was standing there, and the eagle was just showing me his two wings. In other words, pay attention, boy, before you get your rifle, I'm up there. That you must know there is something in you that stands up no matter the circumstances. No matter, I don't have it here. Can you say amen so far? The masterpiece means to, we thought masterpiece is you have the model family. Amen. Everybody, now you make the picture of the model family in the message. Here's Papa and Mama. Um, and you have the children. <laughs> and you say, that's a massive. But God allows disaster in your life. And he wants to know how do you react on that. 
That is the masterpiece. If everything goes fine and smooth and go to church uh, soon, the Lord, that's one thing. But if everything goes wrong, amen, and you're standing instead of here I stand, amen, that is a masterpiece. It's a nice picture. I don't have it here. Sometimes I have it in, in the presentation. <laughs> it's a true story, and it speaks of you. It was, a, it was a photo that they made, uh, a, a photograph of uh, ge- uh, 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 General Geographic, or how it's, how it's called. Uh, National, Geographic. How, how? National. National Geographic, definitely so. And it's a little, little film, but I got it in, as, a, as, a, as a photo. Now, as a true story, the man is not a believer, but he was just fo- uh, filming a phenomena. And the phenomena was, a, was an eagle. And on the eagle was a bird sitting on the back of that eagle, and he was hitting the head, was attacking that eagle. Definitely so. And, and according to the film, according to his description, that eagle was not fighting back. It was just flying. And all the time, the, the, the crow was just hitting on the, on, on, on the head. But after some time, that eagle just goes up. Amen. And the eagle must have said to the crow, Okay, brother. You better leave me because I know going up into a height. If you want to follow, you are invited to come, but it will explode you, bro. You understand that? I mean, he was not fighting back, but he went up into a height that no other bird can follow. And you must understand this message is not social gospel. This message is not tapping on your back a wonderful. This man is your father showing you who you are. And sometimes he does not change the situation, but he changes our attitude to the situation. That's what I said. God is not interested that we are living in a picnic, in a little barbecue, and enter into the tribulation. God wants to take his children home, but it needs character. And you are on the best way because you recognize the messenger and its message. That means a lot. If, if Rebecca would not have recognized Eliezer, she would be single until today. <laughs> so here it is. Amen. Now here's the life of William Brennan. Now when you came on earth, nobody asked you. You want to be black or white? Nobody asked you. You want to be male or female? Nobody asked you. You want to be American or North Carolinian? You want to be German? You want to be... Nobody asks you. You couldn't even choose your name. Sometimes you hate yourself. Sometimes you hate, hate up the way you're, you, you're made. You're not... You're not con- if, if, you're, if you're a teenager, you're never content with yourself. You look in the mirror, your nose is too big, and, and, you, and, and you have some kind of like a model before you, some, some, some Patrick Swayze, and say, oh, wow, some Arnold Schwarzenegger. He says, man, I'm... I'm. And, and sometimes we, have, we are so frustrated about ourselves, and God says, I'm so proud of you. And he says, like Paul Lafontaine said one time, I was so hating my freckles. Is that correct, freckles? And he got a wife who said, I love those freckles. <laughs> Amen. And people say, I, was, I, was, I came on this earth the wrong way, and that might be so in your own thinking. You did not, because Brother Ram said, God planned your birth. Message, message, things that are to be. But be sure you will leave this earth the right way. That family of God that I was showing you, nobody can preach you into it. Nobody. But nobody can preach you out of it. Nobody. You're part of God. 
Amen. Here it is. Amen. Here we have the life of William Branham standing in the gap, 1963. Look to the west. This is your life. And he looked. Amen. Your name is written all over all these mountains in, in Montana. I ask you one question. When did these mountains rise from the earth? 1963, when God created the earth millions of years before, he knew one thing. I will have a seventh angel. He will be a neurotic. He will be a melancholic. He will stand in his own way. He will doubt himself. He will have these kind of spells like Brother Bramson. So I will make something to portray his own life. Amen. Do you know that God has a way for us already in his mind? Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So that, what I always say to people is this. This is your life. This is our life. Brother, if we are on the mountaintop, we have a tendency to become a little bit arrogant. Oh, if I see that family and that children, I do not really understand. They should believe. Only believe, brother. Only, only. And God says, you don't understand. You do the same situation. Amen. So if you are on the mountaintop, never become arrogant because we live by the grace of God. But brothers, we have sometimes valleys and never give up. That if you're in the valley, know one thing, the next mountaintop is waiting for me. Amen. Never give up in the valley. Say, the next mountaintop is already predestinated from God for my life. Amen. Amen. Here it is. This, the masterpiece. The masterpiece is different than denomination thought. Everything is cool. Everybody's everybody's chilled out. Hey, chill your base. And rapture is soon. And, and <laughs> masterpiece. God is forming our character. Here is something a flat leaf that was in the Bible of Brother. It, it, it's so told when 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 the Bible was found after the car accident. The high calling. If God has called you to be a really like Jesus in all your spirits. He will draw you unto a life of crucifixion and humility and put on you such demands of obedience that he will not allow you to follow other Christians and in any ways he will seem to let other people do things which he will not let you do. Other Christians and ministers who seem to be very religious and useful may push themselves, pull wires and work schemes to carry out their plan, but you cannot do it. And if you attempt it, you will meet such failure and rebuke from the Lord as, as to make you sorrowly penitent. The Lord may let others be honored, put forward, and keep you hid away in obscurity because he wants to produce some choice fragment fruit for his coming glory, which can only be produced in the shade. God will let others be great, but keep you small. He will let others do a work for him and get the credit for it. But he will make you work and toil on without knowing how much you are doing. And then make your work still more precious. He will let others get the credit for your work, which you have done. And this will make your reward then ten times greater when Jesus comes. Anybody, anybody searches for the high calling? Yes, I call you for a life of humility. Of, 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 you will not become the man of the hour. You will not become of, hey, yes, let him come and wonder. I mean, God, you work in the shade. 
God allows that everybody can criticize you who wants it, just to see your reaction. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And this will make a masterpiece. Amen. God let you go through frustration. God let bring sickness over your home. And you question yourself. Amen. And I question myself. God let others become great and this and that. But he will be different with you. Because his bride will be the masterpiece. Like Jesus, the masterpiece was not the man in the temple. The masterpiece when he, was when he was scorched. Yeah. Amen. When, when his life was squeezed out of him, God was so proud. Amen. You see, God has chased me. God has not chased you. Keep that story of, of Job. Um, keep the two, the, the, the two levels, the two dimensions. Quote of the Bible. Job said, cursed be the day when I was born. Cursed be the day. God at the same time says, I'm, that's, that's, that's my son Job. I'm so proud of him. I'm, I'm so happy. There's nobody like him. Job is a special. Job said, cursed be all the... And God says, I'm so proud about the man. We think blessing is nice living. It's, oh, service is over. Oh, let's have barbecue. Uh, do we have some shopping today? And... Huh. And the other said, I go from one problem to the next. And God says, praise the Lord. I'm doing this to create a character in you. Amen. This character is good because all the blessings, nice home, nice car, nice, you will leave it here. But your character goes on the other side with you. Once you see it, you will not question your predestination because that's already made. You will not question even the rapture because you can say, I am part of that rapture. Amen. Here's a little woman. Amen. By the name of Edith Wright. And you see, brother, the, the thoughts of God are different than our thoughts. If you want to continue with God, we have to leave, leave all denominational approaches. Now, Edith Wright is the sister of Hattie Wright. And Brother Bram said in the messy indictment, he said, Edith Hattie's sisters that we know as the little girl has been crippled up since she was a baby. She's a woman now. She's in a very bad shape. About a year ago, I went down there when she had her first spell. And immediately I found out what her trouble was by the help and the grace of God. Now, really, what's the trouble with the child? She's setting her limbs are hit together and she can't even move them apart. It's because of the tremendous pressure on the nerve system. But what it is, there is nothing physically wrong with the child outside of the affliction of infantile paralysis. And when she was about six months old, she screamed and cried all her life, nearly till we prayed for her many years ago, and she has been happy ever since. Now you put on the spiritual jacket. Now that woman, she cannot move. And I mean, even to go to the restroom, she needs help for everything. And you understand what I want to say between the lines? You see what it means for a young girl? Marriage? Forget it. Forget it. Boyfriend? Forget it. Making a little tour? Forget it. Making a little trip somewhere? Forget it. Amen. Some romantic things? Forget it for her life. There's no way. The only thing that she is humiliated. All the day, every day, every day time she, she needs a bath, somebody has to do it for her. 
But here Brother Bram said, we prayed for her and she became happy ever since. Brother, that's a miracle. Happiness is not in a boy. Happiness is not in a girl. Please, please accept this from your, from your older brother. Happiness is not in marriage. I'm hoping if you're happy married, happy wife, happy life, that's true. But happiness is not in a boy. Happiness is not in immorality. Brother, I told my, sis, my, my girl, my girl was always serving the Lord. I said, we are, we are friends for life because God brought us together. We are in our family. We are, we are friends. I said, honey, I want to tell you one thing. If you would leave the message, I'm still your daddy. If you become, if, 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 if you become a Muslim, I'm still your daddy. We're still friends. I mean, it is not, there's no connection or there's no condition that you have to do this to be in favor with because friends are predestinated. I mean, you have your own choice, but make the right choice. Amen. And I told her one thing. I said, you can even choose to go into the things of the world, but you will find nothing because we come from the world and we didn't find anything. Amen. But whatever you do, you know one thing. Here's your daddy. We're, we're, we're praying for you. We're always friends in that thing. Amen. So, so what happens to her? Huh, immorality is not joy. She had nothing. She was the one that Brother Brennan was singing uh, uh, in, in, the, in the church. Happy birthday to you. That was her. That was Edith. I believe in deep respect. She had seen enough miracles. Sometimes people say, where is God? Because they, they believe it, it, we have to have another platform demonstration. He said, God does great things today, but in silence. God will not prove himself to, to any kind of mocker and scoffer if he's in the message or outside of the message. Amen. So she is in her wheelchair. She's brought in for every service and brought out. And she has seen enough. And she must have thought, why did God forget me? Was it a question of loyalty? That was a person of integrity, of loyalty. Amen. She was there when the Spirit of God says to Brother Bram to Hattie, ask what you will. And he even says, here is Edith. You, you, you just talk, and she comes out of that wheelchair. And, and now she makes the right decision. She, she says, for the, for the salvation of my two boys. And we say, praise the Lord. That was the right decision. We say, praise the Lord. But Edith has to take that, that thing. She, there's things in our life that you have to absorb. These are beatings. Allowed from God. There's sometimes people, people, God allows that people hurt your feelings. You're misunderstood. God allows you. He just wants to see how much maturity you now have. Do you stumble on the, on, on, on the floor like a little child? Okay, I'm leaving. I'm the, or do you say, Here is my, here's my stand. Lord, help me. It hurted me, but there's no way around. So she died, I think 64. She died. And this is now, again, my own explanation. My own. Might be wrong, but it's right. Because Brother Bram said this. He said, on the day of the judgment, the queen of Sheba, she will witness again or stand against this generation because she came on the back of a camel for three months and here's people on the other side of the street that wouldn't even come to listen. And the greater than Solomon is here. So on the white throne judgment, here comes the group that, that left the Lord and left the message with substantial reasons. The reasons were substantial. 
Heavenly Father, I was sick, I was praying, and you never healed me. So why should I, go to, why should I serve God who doesn't care for me? The other one said, I wanted to marry so bad there was nobody in the church, so I took somebody and everything is fine, which is not fine. Give it up, it is. But we didn't come to church anymore because my husband didn't want, so I left my husband. So my, fine, blah, blah, blah. The third one says, there were so much scandals in the message. I heard so much about this, and so I, I, I throw the whole thing away. And, and, I just, and everybody has substantial reasons. But Brother Bram said this. He said, the presence of God was not only in heaven, but it was at the garden, at the gate to the Garden of Eden. He said, because when Cain left the presence of the Lord, it's the proof the presence of the Lord was there. Type it for our time. There he made his mistake. So they will, they will explain why they had a reason to leave the message, why they had a reason to leave this. And the reasons were, humanly said, correct. They had substantial. But then God will call Edith right. He said, Edith, did I ever heal you? No. Never, ever. Edith, did you ever thought of leaving me? He said, no. She would say, there was, there was, there was not a question at all. I'm a, I knew, I'm a, that is the truth. I stand, if God heals me, I stand for it. If God doesn't heal me, I stand for it. Do you see? I'm a, if God gives me a good husband, I stand. If he doesn't, no matter. First God. These people will be the crown. They will prove that this message was substance. You understand? God all the time he knew about Edith. Edith, your great time comes, but not on this side. Amen. It will be on the other side. You will stand up against a generation who had their reasons. And you had reasons. But you choose the right doctrine. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. Christianity is not a deal. Christianity is not a deal with God. If you do this, I will do. Christianity is a heart beating for the Lord. And while your heart beats for the Lord, be sure that God's heart beats for you. That's the difference between a church and a bride. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So, so, so if she would have been healed, what would it be? Just another healing. God heals. We know God heals. But here is somebody God does, no, does nothing. And she stands. No question. Amen. No, no debate about that thing. And God must have said, I'm so proud. Amen. This is one of my daughters. Amen. Amen. This is one of my boys. He has the same. Brother, brother the masterpiece in Christ was the crucifixion. Amen. It was, it was, it was. It was not my will be done, but your will, whatever it costs me. And there's a bride who comes into that same caliber. Amen. Brother Bram said it like this, and he speaks about the woman of Sarepta. <laughs> Quote Brother Branham in the message, be certain of God. He said, that woman of Sarepta, I say it in my words, she was of the same caliber like the prophet Elijah. Amen. Not the same ministry. That's the way God sees you. Amen. The same caliber. You talk. And God says to all his angels, stop. Here's my son talking to me. You're not just a number in the church. 
Your, your life is observed by God. Amen. Whatever comes your way, God allowed it to just mold us into that image that he wants to have. Hallelujah. Here we go. Amen. Look, Brother Bram said, that's the thing. We have the doctrine of apostles and of the prophet. And Paul was a wise master builder. But that's not the statue yet. That is true, but it's not the statue. Now the statue builds up in seven church ages. I mean, and at the end of the seven church ages, here comes the head, puts himself upon the bride. I mean, the invisible union of the heavenly bride and the, and the earthly bride. It will be when we'll meet him in the air, sure, future, but it's already done in, in word form. Now the entire Holy Spirit visits the church. And here's what Brother Brandon explains and how we see how we have much more than they ever had. Quote Brother Brandon. Amen. Now, if you see my head, okay, if you see my passport, okay, here is Marcus Becker. And it's how Brother Brandon explains. Mouth, Azusa Street, speaking in tongues. Um, eyes, God sent the prophet. His name is William Brandon. Brother Brandon said, does it end here? No, it doesn't end there. He said, then the intelligent comes the mind of God. Amen. You find yourself. Amen. You wake up and you know who you are. Amen. Therefore, it will, it, will, it will influence you and you will say, hey, amen. every sister who comes to church with a sexy dress is a fine sister, but she does not know who she is. That's her problem. You can legalistically now work on her, but she must find herself, I'm a daughter of God. I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> I remember one time <laughs> I was new in the church and here were, here were some two children they come into church, they come into the Sunday school exactly like this and I, and, I didn't know, and I didn't know who the parents were but I found out who the parents were because a couple came into the church like this <laughs> the, way we, the, the way we come the children will come brother do you know one thing that bride has a certain dignity um, that is your dignity. Amen. Do you see when we talk about the family of God, we're not talking about colors? It's not important what color you have. There's nothing to do. We talk about the soul of a person, not the color of a person, not the culture. Amen. But that gives you your dignity. Nobody can preach you into that thing. You said, Brother Marcus, how do you know that I'm bright? What does that word mean to you? Amen. What does it mean to you? That, that will identify one day. Because, amen, here we go. Amen. Here it is. Christ in you makes him the center of life of the revelation. See? Christ's life in you makes him the center of the revelation. Christ in the Bible makes the Bible a complete revelation of Christ. Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. See what God is trying to do? Do you understand why we are not Branham fans? We are not Branham mites. We are Christians. But we understand the messenger in comparison to the first church. They never knew who that messenger was. Amen. And we understand the message. And now that message does not bring Brother Branham in his position. He was there. He is there. But he brings us into our position. Can you say Amen. That one day you will say, I am the message. Amen. It takes, and, and, and if you see the whole preacher that I was preaching today, it takes all the arrogance away. 
have some time a brother um, and he knows and he's deep and he's deep and he's deep but brother if I cannot shake a hand to everyone I will not do today because COVID and so forth not, I mean, normally I'm not a problem but you understand that, that, that uh, if I cannot become one of each and every one we have sometimes young people in our church okay and sometimes you have to break a little bit the ice Okay? And I say, hey, how are you doing? Give me five. Yes, Brother Marcus. I said, I'm not, I, hey, call me Marcus. Because they have something too much, too much respect. Respect is right, but something you have to, you have to deal with something. Okay? Okay. Hey, give me five. And then blah, blah, blah. I said, hey, boy, I want to let you know one thing. You are just a teenager. And I'm a man. An older man. I'm quite known. I know this. Because as we travel, people know your name. That's fine. But one thing is sure. Your theophany is not smaller than mine. That you have to understand. You have to respect the office. You have to respect older people. Amen. Amen. You have to respect the state in which they are. You have to respect what people do. You have to respect people's life, place that they take, especially in the church. But when it comes to a theophany, we're brothers. We're friends. Let me finish by that. Can you say Amen. Did, 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 did I pull that tooth of, of thinking us, this is bright age and everything and here is and everything will be fine. Brother, this is bright age. Let me call it bright time. We're still in Laodice here, but this is a special bright time. Brother Bram called it Ephesians in Laodice here. Quote Brother Bram in the message. I found when Brother Bram speaks about both. But he will not be, oh, you know, I, I, I know many, many things. I mean, the knowledge is one thing, but God is forming the man. Here's Brother Branham and he's Elijah, and here's the bride typing Elisha. Typing, okay? Again, I don't know if Brother Branham said it. Marcus again. But, 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 but here Brother Branham said this. He was throwing his mantle upon Elisha. Elisha. He said, but it took him ten years that Elisha was fitting the mantle of Elijah. Quote Brother Branham. He said, and God did not change the mantle. God changed the man to fit into that mantle. So there is no nostalgia, nostalgic thought about 70 years ago. Oh, we wish Brother Brandon would be here. No, we, he is here. He is here. Amen. We wish we would, would be there 2,000 years ago. No, this is a greater light. This is the rising of the sun. Amen. I take care of people. Everything is now closed. I'm finished with that thought. No, can you say amen so far? I, I don't repeat, but I'm. Amen. Amen. But I take care of young people who leave, who leave us, by different reasons. I'm, I'm in contact with all of them, okay? Not only our local church, some, especially when you know them in youth camps. Brother, it's always the same. I'm, I'm writing a, a WhatsApp to somebody who's, who's far away, you know. How are you doing? Brother Marcus, I wasn't in church on Sunday. I write back, that wasn't my question. Nine out, I'm not exaggerating. Nine out of ten, it's always the same. They think if a minister writes him, oh, your only question is where were you on Sunday? I, mean, I said, well, how are you doing? Brother Marcus, I'm back next Sunday. I said, I think it's a lie anyhow, because if somebody wants to come, he's there. He doesn't tell he will come, he's there. So I said, that's another question. I just want to know how are you doing? Because we were friends when you came to church. Why should we be enemies right now? 
I mean, if we're friends, brother, you know what our difference is to a sect? A sect is very clear. A sect says, uh, you come, you come to, to, to the service, which, which is definitely part of, of, of the gospel, but sometimes people are struggling. And when we talk about the family of God, then they need somebody to pick them up. Not in your good days, in your bad days. Then you need an intercessor. That's your brother, that's your sister. But in a sect, it's different. If you're there, oh, before the foundation of the world, and I would love to speak with you a thousand years, blah, 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 blah. And then the person leaves. And sometimes it's just, they're so discouraged because they had some kind of a, like a lover and, or like a person that she fell in love and he was marrying somebody else. And then we say, oh, he left us because he was never part of us. Um, and then that person, after some years, he rep- repents and comes back. And the same people say, oh, before the foundation, you were an eagle predestined from... Who want to believe that? Brother, if somebody is an eagle, he's an eagle. Nobody can preach it out of him. Nobody preaches him in. So I keep that up, and I see how people come back. Amen. Slowly, but showing them real friendship to say, look. And one of the boys said, Brother Marcus, I was so suspicious. I thought you just wanted to get me back in church. I said, I want to be, I, 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 want, to, I, want, to, I, want, to, I want to see you happy. And I know one thing, there's only one thing that makes you happy, that's the Lord. And there's one way of serving the Lord is to see that message and to find yourself into this. It's not, if not, you become just religious. So what happens is this, and here you see the great thing of a prophet, that the, the loving part of a prophet, as I said, I mean, for Israel, for the bride, for the church. I have a picture of, 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 of just a, a big man, a big young boy laying on his couch. I always call him the couch potato. I was like this when I was 20, 21 years old. A little bit depressive, a little bit giving up. You know, I didn't, don't know what to do in my life. So you have to understand, here comes daddy. He says, hey, you are just a shame. Look how you are. And, 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 and uh, you don't, do not achieve nothing in your life. You're just hanging around. You know? and, and it's true. But you're not helping the person. Amen. Sometimes people criticize us, but they don't help us by this. You must be the right person at the right time. That's what I said. Arthur Rubinstein said one time, is it difficult to play piano? He said, it's very simple. You just have to press the right buttons at the right time. <laughs> and, to be, and to criticize a person, you must be the right person at the right time, saying the right thing in the right spirit. And the other one must be in the right condition to receive it in the right way. Then it's God. The rest is just human way of trying to... Confirm, to amen. And he's not helping him. Okay? Amen. Let, let me say, he, he, he is too much overweight. I'm not talking about overweight, okay? That is, that is I mean, we are, we are fitting anyhow in our theophany, that's fine. We're not making a doctrine out of nonsense, okay? But I don't want to talk about, be, be whatever, if you're slim or not, fine, okay? Not, not to hurt anybody's feelings, not at all. But let me say, he's, he's way too overweight, so he's not helping anymore. Now, here comes his mother. She sees that daddy is harsh. Mama says, oh, that little boy, you know, he cannot stand up anymore from his couch, so I bring him his breakfast. So she's not helping now. Because, because if you want to help people, you have to first bring them f- ground under their feet. But then you, have, you don't have to baby them around. Because if a person feels down in self-pity, even if he is right, and you are leaning towards him and feel sorry for the man, now he's leaning back even a little bit more. And you follow, and at the end he's laying and cannot do anything anymore. So there's a moment in life where you settle a person's life, give him back his dignity, but then you make him run. 
You see, how can you help the boy? Because both things are destroying, spoiling the boy. Okay? The thing is this, you must see in that boy is a runner, is a sports star. But what he needs, he has to exercise. He has to come away from his couch. And he has to change his diet. Okay? So what you do, every person needs somebody who believes in him. All the big sports stars says, my coach believed in me. And if you see these youngsters playing basketball, even at the age of five, six, seven years old, a real coach sees already the potential in the boy. He doesn't see it himself. No, but he sees already that man becomes, he becomes a, a player one day. He sees something. So, so every person needs somebody who has faith in him, not feel sorry for him. You don't need nobody feeling sorry. And you don't have to feel sorry for yourself because future lays in you. If you hear any time, if I have, I am big problems. Don't feel sorry for Brother Marcus because Brother Marcus believes he's bright. I'm, I'm eternity, I earn eternity. Even if God makes me sick or whatever happens, I'm, I'm in his hand. So what is, so, so if he feels that you become a friend, you help him up. Amen. And he said, okay, let's do some exercise. And you start with just a hundred yards. And that's good. But if you continue like this after one year, that person is a different person. That's what I see in the message. It's not a special prayer line of changing, of, 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 of praying away our situation. But it's by the message activating that part of God that gives you overcoming power. And then whatever comes, you stand. Nothing against these things, prayer line, but it will not, God will not... If God allows problems, he will not just send the problems away. He wants you to overcome the problem. Now, quote Brother Bram, we're not making a doctrinal, but let the message be the message. Amen. Quickening power, let me see behind the curtain of time. And I've seen all of you there. Amen. Quote Brother Branham. So I said, I don't know if I make it, but if he saw us there, I must be there. Amen. There is a certain moment where you believe more the word of God than your own feelings. So a person says, I don't believe that God will make it for me. I said, and what did he do in Calvary? He just paid the price. The family, Brother Ram said, the, or the Bible said, the family of God was redeemed. He never asked, do you want to be redeemed? Do you want me to go to, he never asked us. He did it. I made it for you. You accept it. And then you go. That's what, why should I didn't take the second part and accept the grace of God? He said, Heavenly Father, I don't know how I make it, but the grace of God will be take home. Can you say Amen. And then whatever it takes, amen. And if the musicians would come, may the name of the Lord be glorified. That this message, and I say it in my own word, brought heart and soul to the Bible. We tried everything. We tried Pentecostalism, it never worked. We tried Reformation, never really worked. Amen. We tried legalism, legalism never worked. Then we tried anti-legalism, never worked neither. Nothing worked, but if God reveals himself who he is, a real father. Therefore, if you, do you have the song, I have a father, we will sing it, okay? No, do you have the song, as the deer pants for the water? You know how it's Do you love the Lord Jesus? Amen. Amen. If, 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 if somebody says, I want to become a master, I want to become a bride, yes, but be sure that God is forming us. Be sure, be prepared that everything... Brother, Brother Ram said, all hell is against that revelation, but the bride stands on it. Therefore, now that the Bible says, 
In the days of the voice of the seventh angel, the mystery, not mysteries, Schofield had mysteries already, but the mystery of God is revealed. Amen. And then the seventh angel reveals who is this Melchizedek. Amen. And he shows us our part. He shows us our life journey. He shows us where we go. And I'm sure that when Rebecca was on her way to Isaac, Rebecca must have said, Isaac, uh, Eliezer, tell me something about my future husband. And Eliezer must have said, he is so wonderful. He's such a nice man. I will tell you something about it. Who is this Melchizedek? Amen. Next evening, the identified Christ of all ages. Um, next evening, the mighty God unveiled before our eyes. Amen. And Rebecca so much fell in love with that thing. It was not anymore a legalistic thing. It was her heart. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. It was my pleasure to speak with you. Amen. To talk to you. And let's sing the song before we pray. As the deep lands fall, the waters hold my soul
So encourage my brother, encourage my sisters, encourage our most noble pastor and his wife. Doing well, Father. Bless his ministry, bless this church, Father. Let it still be a lighthouse for many, many people. Many people observe that church because of its, of its pastor and the people around him. May it be blessed, Father. And Father, from all of our heart, we can say, bless Israel, Father. Because we understand You have a special way with these people, Father. We have to see them through the eyes of Jehovah, Father. Bless Israel and those who bless Israel, they are blessed. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I give over to the song leader. I'm leaving directly because I have a service this afternoon. I'm not waiting for you. It's not by impoliteness. Forgive me. Just get in my car. It was just wonderful for me to open my heart. God bless you. Great shalom from my side. Take care. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Great shalom. Amen. Shalom, my brother. Thank you for everything. God bless you, Brother Mark. God bless you. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Isn't he wonderful? Hallelujah. I tell you, I'm thankful I was grafted into that tree, weren't you? Amen. You know, the Israel's eyes were blinded. Amen. That we could, that our eyes might see. Amen. So thankful for that. Amen. Just really enjoyed the word today. Let's sing a few choruses before we uh, dismiss. I bless your name. I think it's key of C. I bless your name. I bless your name. Well, I give you honor. I give you Bless your name. 
I bless your name. Some midnight hour, sing it now. Sing it now. Well, I bless your name. I bless your name. I give you honor. I give you praise. And you are. steps steps order my steps in your word dear Lord lead me and guide me every day send your anointing Father I pray order my steps Guide me 
Father, I pray, order my steps in your word. Please order my steps in your word. Maybe we could sing that song together. Do you want to know? KFC, I think. Do you want to know where I'm going, where I'm going soon? Well, if anybody asks you where I'm going, where I'm
give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. God is so good to us. Hallelujah. Sing this little song as you as you're uh, dismissed to go. God is good all the time. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I pray that you have a safe week. Amen. Just sing it as you go now. God is good all the time. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time. And through the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. Well, God is good. All the time And if you're walking Through the valley There are shadows all around Well, do not fear For He will guide